What's up, guys? Welcome to my podcast. If you don't already know, I'm Truman Mylan, so I just figured I'd name this podcast The Truman Show. Um, that may or may not change, but for now, that's what it is. Um, the purpose of this podcast is essentially just for me to dump my thoughts. This is already something that I do in my personal life for the past, I'd say, five years. I've been using a app on my phone called Evernote, and probably a few times a day I record uh, handwritten, or not handwritten, but uh, I'll type out notes to uh, myself, whether it's like reflecting on things or to just remember things. Um, I'll type those out, and sometimes I'll even record audio messages to myself to, again, uh, just jot down ideas or to be able to look back on something. Like I'll record an audio about something that's going on in my life uh, so that I can reflect on it later, uh, even like years down the road. Like I can right now go back to audio messages that I have recording to myself back in 2015. And it's invaluable to have that kind of information and perspective on your own life. And so um, I'd encourage everyone to do something like, like that in their own life. But this podca podcast is essentially me opening up some of those channels of communication to other people as well to uh, hopefully benefit from some of the ideas that I record myself. Um, but this first initial um, episode is going to be on the idea of how to find what you want to do with your life. And I'll start off by saying that that is actually the wrong question to be going after because that is a kind of a pigeonholed type of question from the jump uh, because the truth is that you don't need to find out what you need, what you need to do for the rest of your life. That is a, I don't know if it's a limiting belief or it's just a, it's in my opinion, the wrong way to go about it. Um, a better way is to figure out what do you want to do right now in your life and or maybe narrowing it down to what do you want to do for the next year or the next two years or five or ten break it into those chunks because we live in a society now that you don't need to be doing one thing for the rest of your life and odds are you probably won't be even if you wanted to because at the pace that things are moving. Um, for instance, if you're going to be doing something in, te in technology, that industry is changing almost every week, it feels like. Things are coming out all the time, and so you have to be able to adapt to those things. Um, but for the sake of this, um, going back to the question of, like, what, what do you want to do for, let's say, a career? And I'll touch base real quick on how I challenged this, or I approached this challenge when I was... 21 or 22, and I'm going to share some of the techniques and strategies that I used to help figure out what I wanted to do. And um, these aren't necessarily my strategies. These are strategies that I've curated uh, from different places, and um, they were used for my benefit and hopefully for you as well. Um, but when I was younger, um, I'd say from like 16 up until 22, the question of what do I want to do for the rest of my life was constantly on my mind. You know, if I was riding my scooter, skateboard, uh, at the grocery store, making some coffee in a school classroom, 
that question, like no matter what I was doing, that question was always at the back of my uh, mind. And it drove me crazy because, you know, and looking back in hindsight, there's, there's like no, no wonder why it was driving me crazy because that's such a difficult question to ask. Like I mentioned earlier, like what do I want to do? Or it was more so what should I do for the rest of my life? Like there was a should in there and there was a for the rest of my life. Like those are the stress and importance that I put on that question was the highest importance and the highest stress. And like, I needed to figure this out. And there was no, there was only black and white. Like there was either I'm gonna hit it on the head and I'm gonna be quote successful or I'm gonna get it wrong and I'm gonna live a life of failure. Like there was a black and white way of looking at it. And I, that's the mentality that I had. But the advice that I would give to, to you is to not look at it in a black and white mentality. Like there is no right career path for you and there's no wrong career path. There is a spectrum and it's about like choosing what's the best for you. And um, you don't have to follow that for the rest of your life either. But so I'll go into the strategies that I use to um, figure out what I wanted to do. So the main one that really shifted it for me was uh, Jeff Bezos, who's the founder of Amazon. He has this uh, strategy that he calls the regret minimization rule. And what it is, you can actually look this up on YouTube and find a video of him explaining it probably better than I do. But he pretty much will project himself out to 80, 90, whatever age that is. And he'll be essentially... Uh, he'll visualize himself on his deathbed looking back on his life and he wants to when he's at that age or he's in that circumstance or that, or that situation he wants to have as little regrets as possible and so he wants to choose a career path or choose an idea that's going to leave him with the least amount of regrets and so this is actually what he did when he was about to start Amazon he was uh, working I think on Wall Street uh, when he was like in his 30s and he was making some good money, uh, a few hundred grand a year. Uh, but he had this idea. He knew that the internet was about to pop off and no one was really on the, uh, the um, e-commerce side of things. So he had an idea to uh, start selling things online. And what he, what he found is that if he started with something small, books, um, he, he think that he thought that he would be able to make it work. And, uh, so, but he was like bouncing between, do I leave this good paying job and start this startup? Like there's no guarantee that this is going to succeed, but I have safety here with my current job. And he was playing around with that for so long, but he ultimately made the decision to leave it and start Amazon because he realized that if he was 80 or 90 years old and on his deathbed, he would, he would look back and say, wow, I really regret not attempting to start Amazon. Like he, he reasoned it out in his mind that even if he started Amazon and it failed, he would have a, well, at least I tried type of mentality. Um, but if he stayed at his current job, he would live a life of what if and wondering what would have happened if I made the decision to bet on myself and go after it. And so that was a strategy that he used to start Amazon, which is one of the largest, if not the largest companies in the world. 
So that was a strategy that I used because I was, I was in college at this point when I was like 22 and I was, I wanted to leave, drop out of college from the day that I started, but I didn't have any kind of reasonable uh, way to go about it. That would like, I didn't have an alternative until I found uh, videography and the opportunity to go work with Gerard Adams. And this opportunity came to me and I thought of this strategy that Jeff Bezos had where I would 100% regret not going after this in my early 20s. Because it was one of, those, one of those things where even if it failed or even if I didn't like it, uh, even if I wanted to leave, I could always go back to college. But if I stayed in college, I can't always go back to this opportunity. And so you have to kind of weigh those options there and figure out which ones are the most scarce and which ones you can go back to. Um, for the next strategy that I use, it's uh, this Japanese concept. I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this, but it's uh, Ikigai. And it's essentially a um, Venn diagram. It's like two Venn diagrams uh, mixed together. One is turned uh, 90 degrees and then they're combined. And so there's, just imagine four circles on a piece of paper and they're all intersecting. Um, there's, and you'll probably have to Google this because I can't really explain it verbally, but there's the things that you love there's something that the world needs, there's something that can pay you well, and there's something that you are good at. And at the intersection of all those things is this uh, concept of what, what the Japanese call ikigai. And that's what they have determined leads to a happy, fulfilled life. Um, for instance, something that you love and something that the world needs, the combination of those is called the mission. Uh, something that you love and something that you're good at is a passion. Something that you're good at and something that pays you well is a profession. Something that pays you well and something that the world needs is called a vocation. But combining all of those things together, passion, profession, vocation, and mission, is what's in the center, the ikigai. And so for me, I knew that I loved making videos. Um, and it was something that paid me well. It was something that I was good at too. And it was something that the world needs. People, businesses need video more than ever right now. As the internet is expanding, social media is expanding, more people are coming online every day. Um, video is one of the best ways to convey your message or convey ideas on the internet. And so I knew that if I went into this, it would be a, a pretty, good, pretty good thing. And so that was another strategy that helped me figure out what I wanted to do. And that's also something that you can figure out as well, apply to going into um, a new career or a new hobby, or something that you want to pursue. Uh, use this Ikigai model and see how it works out for you. Um, the next strategy is this whole, this question of what do you do in your free time? That's usually a good indicator of what you're passionate about. So, Let's say you work from 7 a.m. to 5. What's the thing that even though you get home from work and you're super tired, what's the thing that you do anyway just because you're super driven and you're passionate about it? Like 
even when you've had a stressful day and you're super tired, you still get up and go and uh, do that one thing. It may be playing the guitar, it may be uh, going to your local coffee shop and checking out new coffee beans, it may be going to the gym and training other people. Like in those moments is where you can find the secret to a hidden passion of yours that you may not be aware of. Um, for me, one of those was uh, fitness. Um, that was something that for the past like six years of my life, no matter like how many ups and downs I've been on, I've always been consistently going to the gym and being involved in fitness and health related things. And at some moments of my life, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to become a trainer, but I realized that uh, videography and photo video, that was way more in my lane, but it helped me determine some other possible uh, outlets. Um, another area or another strategy to go about is to take a Myers-Briggs test and see the possible vocations and professions that they uh, suggest you do. So for me, I'm an INFJ and for those, they usually um, suggest like writing and I, and I'm more of an introvert, and so I like to sit around with ideas and things like that, and I work better behind the scenes and, like, on a laptop, like, in my own space. I'm not really, like, the front, the front of the whole operation, and I'm not that much of a people person either, and so that kind of plays into what I'm doing now with my life as well, but there's some uh, of the Myers-Briggs uh, personality types that will be for like they'll be very charismatic people and so that can give you examples of what you may be good at like a uh, sales position something like that so take that test you can just google 16 personalities or myers-briggs tests they're uh, free so just go ahead and take that um, the last one that i would i would suggest you look at is what would you do if you had all the money in the world or if money was no object and when people first hear about this uh, this idea they'll they'll say something like oh I'll just fly around the world on a private jet I'll ski every single day I'll sit on a beach all day drinking daiquiris or something like but you have to take it with a grain of salt and be a little bit more realistic too because even the people that can afford to do that kind of lifestyle, they usually, within a few weeks or months of doing that, they usually get bored and they usually go back to doing something. And it's usually something that they're really passionate about and they actually care about because they're no longer doing it just about the money. Like there's a lot of careers and things that we do just strictly for the money. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Everyone has their positions that they're in. I know that I do things just for the money, even though I don't like them, just because that's what how things are at this current state of my life. But um, like, let's say that you ha money was no object and you you say that you would love to open up a dog shelter because you love dogs and you really care about that uh, mission. Then I would say some, like actually look into that, because even though even if you can't start your own uh, dog shelter, you can volunteer at one a few hours a week. And then if you start volunteering at that a little bit more, you may 
start to actually get a job there because you love it so much. And then if you stay there for a few years, you can become the manager and then uh, you can start your own eventually. Like, and that brings me to my last point is take a baby step in the direction of uh, what you feel is the best uh, path for you. Like if you do all of these strategies that I've given you and you find out that you, you are interested in uh, A, B, and C, you have those as potential paths you want to go down. I would urge you to take one small step in each of those directions, whether it's finding someone in your area that is already doing the thing that you're doing and then just simply sending them a DM on Instagram or finding their website and sending them an email or um, walking into their shop and just looking around and then uh, sparking up a conversation with them and seeing if you can provide some value to them um, and see where it gets you. Like you can intern there or something for a few hours a week and check it out and see if that's something that you want to be interested in. Uh, or like if you want to be a hairstylist, go find a hairstylist that you really respect and take them out to lunch and start picking their brain of all the questions that you have. And if it seems like something that you don't want to do or you do want to do, then take one more step in that direction and just narrow it down uh, to what you think that is actually going to be something that you can see yourself doing. Um, because it's really, it's fairly easy to go into those um, direct directions. Like, I mean, it's, it's easier than people think to reach out to people. And most people are more than willing to hear you out and provide value and encourage you to go into that field. Like I, I've reached out to a lot of people, like business businessmen and entrepreneurs, some that are very far out of my uh, range of possibility of getting in contact with, but they seem to always hit me back with at least some kind of advice. And so don't be afraid to reach out and uh, be vulnerable and get some help from people. Um, yeah, but those are all of my tips and suggestions for finding out what you want to do in life. But like I said at the beginning of this, reduce the importance of that question. Don't see it as what do I, what should I do for the rest of my life? Because you're never going to find an answer to that. That's going to be sufficient. And it's just going to make you stress out even more. Reduce it down to what do I want to do in this next year? Or what can I see myself doing in the next five years? And then get three or five options from that and then narrow it down to ones that you would seriously want to go after. And if you, if you go in the direction of either, if, if you go in the direction of any of those and you feel like it's not what you thought it was, then turn around and you always have other options. So re get rid of the scarcity mentality and think of it from an abundance mindset that there's infinite possibilities of ways that you can make money these days. It's just about finding one that you are fulfilled at and that you want to go after. So again, I'm Truman Milan. Hopefully you enjoyed this podcast episode. Uh, if you did enjoy it, shoot me a 
DM on Instagram at TrueMyelin and uh, let me know what your thoughts are and suggestions for future episodes, things that you wanted me to talk about. But uh, yeah, sweet. Thanks for listening.